the Sooner Catholic Podcast. This week we talk about spiritual hunger, how to be a holy chef. Hope you enjoy the episode. All right, Trevor. Um, two things. Two things that we know, okay? One, we know that, that our new intro beat is absolute fire. And and two, we, we know we know that we're we're excited to talk about what we're gonna be talking about today, which is a follow-up on on possibly the greatest talk ever given. <laughs> not to put you on the spot but anyways uh, <laughs> so are hungry today baby i hope you're hungry for for the analogies and and the the puns that are coming at you okay so last night we hear a talk that you that you gave on spiritual hunger how to be a holy chef and so a big portion of this talk is is geared towards how do you not just ride from like these this huge feast to huge feast with whether it's a retreat or a conference or some other kind of spiritual high and how do you become a self-feeder how do you live the spiritual life in a way that every day you're being fed does that sound right yeah yeah i think i think that's a big part of it and i think the reason obviously like following up on seek where a a lot of people attended Man, like, I mean, this is classic. Like, if you've been in ministry or even if you've, like, just, you know, been following your faith for a while, you know this phrase of, like, the retreat high. And, and I think it's, like, it's a good thing, right? Like, sometimes people say that with a, a, a kind of hint of disdain, <clears throat> right? But, like, in your marriage, right? Like, if, if let's say, like, you and Hillary are going through a rough patch. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, frick, dude. Like, we just had this amazing weekend. And we're just so in love with each other again. And just, and I just hate those times when I feel all excited. <laughs> you know, like, of course, like it's good to have you know the consolation and the feeling of, of excitement and gratitude and to feel fired up in your faith and all these different things but um we also know that like in as much as love persists beyond uh, the convenient i think so too faith persists beyond those moments of convenience and and that's what this talk was geared to i think trying to instill and to and to awaken a desire to, to encounter the lord like every day because yeah like every day you know, again, the whole idea of spiritual hunger is like you, you don't forget to eat, right? Like you might forget to eat a meal, but you don't go like days at a time without eating, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's just not a thing that people do. If you do it, you might be fasting, praise God, if you're doing that. But like you've done that by an intentional choice, right? So to further relationship with God, no one forgets to eat. And I think <clears throat> moreover, right, what happens is you forget to meal plan or you forget to like find that time for food. You wind up settling for that, that yeah, like I said, the junk food, right? Those different places. And I think the same is true for our spiritual life. Like, you're not, if you're forgetting to actually take an intentional choice to feed yourself on God and like, and, and to make priority for that, what what happens is you find these cheap substitutes for for, for mm-hmm. purpose, for longing, for all these things, and ultimately they lead you away from from who God has designed you to be. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I really like that. So, <clears throat> I could have just given the whole talk, and that that's the whole talk. Yes. Yeah, so. No, but no, it, <laughs> it could have saved people time last time. <laughs> so it's it's. Seek is, is a is a real opportunity. It's a real springboard for a deeper conversion, and and uh, and so we're kind of talking about what does it look like to use it well and to make that transition to 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 the a healthy daily spiritual life. What what are some of the obstacles, right? If you talk about, if you're using the analogy of, of a diet and using say fasting or exercise or whatever as a springboard to to start a new um, lifestyle and and level of health. What are, what are some of the obstacles in the spiritual life that you see following something like Seek? Um, I think one, and you actually, Alex, you, you hit on this at the retreat, you ta- or conference retreat, whatever, at Seek. 
you pointed out, I think in the first talk when, or when you first like went up to introduce the whole conference that you were excited that it was here. And you said one of the reasons that you were excited was here was because it made it more real for people. Right. So I think a lot of times one of the biggest obstacles we face after these, these moments of like mountaintop encounter with the Lord where he reveals himself and something stirs in our heart mm-hmm. is we go back to our lives and we, it's like this question of like, was well, that even real? Or it's the question, maybe not even the question of was it real, but is that a realistic expectation mm-hmm. for a day to day life? Now, I think that question and we've already t- talked about this. There's there's a yes and no. The idea of the, the feeling, the emotion of that intimacy Maybe not an expectation. Maybe, right. maybe that's placing an expectation on God that um, is not actually found in the Christian life. But I think there is an expectation of like the intimacy that goes deeper than the than the feeling of like a daily commitment, a commitment of like love, where you're, we're we're constantly seeking the other and seeking to fall more deeply in love with the Lord. That is a reality. Um, and so I think there's an attack right away from that. Yeah. The other attack, right? I mean, two of the I'll, I'll say just three. So I already said one. I think the other two, right, are one are friendships. Right, so when you go to somewhere like Seek, I'm not saying everyone's a saint, but at least everyone is somehow, some reason there because they desire to grow in mm-hmm. their faith. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people we're encountering on a daily basis are not desiring to grow in their faith, at least explicitly, right? And yeah. so there's the, the temptation to fall back into the things of this world. And I think third, this is a classic thing to say, but the, the, the smartphone, right? Or like mm-hmm. just your media saturation. <clears throat> One of the beautiful things at Seek, I you know, I know we were staring at a screen a lot, but it was like, you know, we're... Uh, allowing these talks to be transformative for us together but whenever you go back right there you go back to a place where no one's asking something of you constantly unless maybe you're a dad and then people are asking things of you constantly (laughs) namely your children uh (laughs) but for a lot of people right like you go back and like you just have the ability to just lose yourself in all these different um, numbs and things so i think yeah the the feeling of this isn't sustainable Mm. the, the feeling of or the experience of friendships not directed at the Lord and the experience of the, of the, the walk away through, through technological distractions. I think those three are some of the, the biggest obstacles to kind of sustaining um, a life with Christ after these mm. big encounters. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that's really good. I was thinking that it, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a bird's eye view at first. The, the first obstacle was like, is, is this real? Like, is this possible for, for me to live in overall in the context of my life? Secondly, is this, what does this look like relationally? And then thirdly, what does it look like personally to me and and what I have control over, which is, yeah, how, how I spend my time and looking at media and things like that. So I, I like that breakdown. Um, so if we're, if we're carrying on the, the food analogy, right? So you mentioned at the very end of the talk that there's that there's some areas that, hey, if you're wanting to be um, solid spiritually and, and you're wanting to make this transition to, to live balanced and healthily every day, um, then, then you have you had some some pillars for us, and I'm thinking again when you use when you have some kind of springboard in, in a diet, exercise, all, all that kind of stuff. You you have the same kind of pillars, right? That it's a big one is snacking, or a big one is calorie mm-hmm. intake and mm-hmm. calorie expenditure, that kind of stuff. And and so if one, if you'd review those for us, what what were those what were those primary ones that that you um, that you mentioned, and then which of those is one that you like maybe has really been on your heart and mind that you really want people to take away. Yeah, so the ones that I covered, I think I, I hit four. Um, I hit three at first, and then I included one later because I realized it counted two. Um, but I hit on a life of personal prayer. I mm-hmm. hit on um, sac- the reception of frequent reception of the sacraments. Um, the third pillar being uh, forming our mind to think with the church. Mm-hmm. And I think the fourth I said was evangelization, right? And so the analogy was like 
right? Prayer is like actually, um, prayer is actually like entering into conversation with the chef, right? This idea that God is like teaching us what it is to like to, 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 well, one, he's feeding us, right? So he's feeding us. There's the first part is like we receive the goodness of the meal. He feeds us with like his, his body. He feeds us with um, everything that we need, right? And in as much as like whenever you consume something good, you desire to share with others, right? It goes on from that point where the chef is like now fed us and he's teaching us, right? How, how, to, how to become bread, how, to, how to, to make a meal for others that brings us greater joy. Mm-hmm. So anyway, within that, the four pillars that I had mentioned was, was prayer, sacraments, Fellowship, I'm in evangelization. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, out, out of the one most in my heart, man, I feel as if the one that I have been most, I think, um, consumed with lately is the thinking with the church. So mm-hmm. the intellectual aspect. And I think the reason is, you know, every one of these you can maybe take to excess if you didn't integrate all of them, right? So I'm not saying that like one is more necessary than the other. I think they're all, the first three are directed at the last. So the first three are directed at evangelization. Um, but I think that the intellectual life is maybe one of the most neglected one, at least early on in my walk with the Lord. It was the mm. one most neglected, right? So I started to pray. Um, I started to want to receive the sacraments more because I realized I like wanted to receive the Eucharist. But the intellectual life, man, it's so important. Like to, to have our mind transformed. This is like Romans um, chapter 12, verse 2. It says, mm-hmm. do not conform to this world, but, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And the reason I think it's so important is because, again, like so many words that are uh, inherent to the life of the faith are difficult um, to understand sometimes. Not because they're like, oh, man, this is such a crazy concept, because they're so averse to, like I said, this food desert that we're swimming in, this this life mm-hmm. of like atheism and life of just that's turned away from God. So we need to like yeah, to realize that, man, like even the word faith itself, that is the example I used last night, like that has so much richness. I remember reading the catechism last year and like learning about faith. And I was like, this means so much more than I thought it meant. Like Mm -hmm. there were just things that I learned from that, that helped me seek and ask the Lord for the gift of faith more than I ever had because I I took that time aside um, partially because I have to as a missionary, but (laughs) but I put that time aside, right. To seek like, man, what does this mean? So that is the one I think. Yeah. Just to view the world through the eyes of Christ, like to view the world in that way, it comes from all of them, but I think in a particular way, like we have to kind of frame our mind to think like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Have you experienced mm. that in your life? Like what, which one of these do you think, mm. uh, between prayer, reception of the sacraments, um, the intellectual understanding of the faith and then evangelization, what do you think is maybe for, for most college students, mm. one of the hardest to, to come by on a daily basis? Gosh. Yeah. I think I'm just like, yeah, I was listening to you talk and thinking about like, what are most of my conversations look like with with um college students but really just people that are seeking a deeper relationship with god in their life and yeah i I would i would have to agree i think just truth like seeking seeking truth through knowing uh what is good and true and beautiful within the catholic church like what does the catholic church profess um to be true and trustworthy and things that are in the catechism or just things that we've learned throughout like encyclicals or whatever it is I, i i do think that like there is such a shortage of truth yeah. in the world. And I think that people are so hungry for it. And, and I'm not, you know, we, <laughs> we joke about the, the Summa a lot, you know, and, and Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. We joke about it a lot. That's, that's for another day. But 
and, and I do think there's probably so much good in that. And I, I'm not saying start there, but I'm saying start start somewhere that you don't know, like you don't know how to put something into words. So like maybe it's like the stances, church on same sex attraction, or the 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 um, church's stance on what a covenant is and what marriage ultimately is. Um, I, I just think that there that that when people are like seeking God and there's a disconnect between their search for him and their encounter with him, there's, there's oftentimes like a lack of knowledge of like what that encounter might look like or what Mm -hmm. leads to it or um, how to identify it, whatever, whatever it is. I think people are just searching for, for truth. So I think you're so right. And I just think like there's, there's a lot of things that are lacking in the world, right? Like peace is another huge component I think is lacking. Yeah. But I'd say something like passion is not necessarily lacking in the world. Like, like a, a passionate zeal for something. There's people who are super pa- passionate about plastic, you know, and like reducing the use of plastic right, right. or like conserving trees or whatever. And I think so being passionate about the faith is such a good thing, but people are not always seeking people who are passionate about the faith, even though that's a great thing. But I do think that there's such a lack of truth in the world. So I think what you're saying is really good. Just pursuing knowledge, pursuing truth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the final thing I'll say on it is just if like you don't know where to start, like, in as much as like, or like imagine this, right? Like imagine you want to be a doctor, right? Like the reason that you go to, to pre, you go through pre-med and then you go to medical school and all those things, you want to learn like those things, not because you're like, man, I got to increase my knowledge. Like mm-hmm. I just got to become big brained, right? That's not the goal. Like it's not, you don't, you're not trying to get the degree. I mean, you are trying to get the degree, but the end goal, right? Is that when that person's on the operating table that you know, like you have the tools to heal and you have the knowledge within mm-hmm. you to heal. So, right, like I think oftentimes people that hang up on this this particular aspect of the, the life of the disciple, they think like, well, what's the point? It's all about love, right? Right. And man, like that is that is like straight from the culture of relativism because like love is grounded in truth. Like mm-hmm. the ability to love someone mm-hmm. is, is no seeing the truth of who they are, seeing the truth of who God made them to be. And that we can only learn by like studying like the word, by studying the church, by all these things because we, we come to realize more fully like what what it is that the great gift of, of our of our human nature the great gift of the dignity that we have um and so right just as much as the doctor needs th- these things to to be able to practice well so too i think in our faith if we if we don't understand these things um it's not a matter of just like gaining knowledge so we can dunk on you know, right. people in a, an argument mm-hmm. but it's like man this changes the way i live at least it should um mm. so yeah if you don't know where to start like please talk to alex or i or just like someone else or start with the catechism like yeah, you know, Google your questions and like go to Catholic Answers. I wouldn't say go anywhere, but go to some you know a reputable yeah. website. Like seek biographies of the saints. Like there's there's all kinds of places. Again, if you if you want to talk to either of us about it, like we would love to point you in the right direction. But mm-hmm. but yeah, there's there's just a there's a treasure trove I think out there. Yeah, so. I definitely agree. I think seek impact sessions from pastors is a great place to start. I think the catechism is actually a lot more accessible than than you might think. You're just picking it up and sure. looking at a topic that you're interested in and start reading about it. I think it's so true. Um, the other one that was really sticking out, and and again, we, we've been on that. I mean, all of them stick out for good reason, and I think that's why you chose all of them, prayer and the sacraments. It's like it, it's like the life breath of living as a disciple. Like, you could have everything, and if you don't have those two things, it, it will, like, whatever you have will eventually not be enough. Because um, mm-hmm. that's just really, like, you can't have a relationship with the Lord if not having a relationship with the Lord. Right? So, anyways. Sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think one that sticks out, um, for usually where people are at, and I think what's so helpful for us is the is the relationship and friendship. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll always remember. I, I think I've shared this before, but 
But um, yeah, just talking with a, a guy who I considered to be a mentor of mine and just saying I was, I was struggling with a particular sin. And, and I was like, yeah, I think it just comes down to like a lack of discipline. And he was just like, Alex, I really think that that is the result of a lack of brotherhood. And I, I remember thinking like, well, n- no, it's a lack of discipline. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then going back and realizing how right he was, I just was not letting like men into my heart intimately and just sharing real things and having real mm-hmm. conversations. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I, I'd say like everything in my life changed when I began to seek friendships that were based in God. Not, and it's just, it's just a different level, you guys, of like, not like okay, I'm I'm Catholic. Trevor's Catholic. We both go to church, and we you know, and we're both at holy grounds together, and uh, and we both like don't cuss usually when we talk, and and like that's a, it's a pretty solid Catholic friendship, right. and that's not that's not really what I'm talking about. It's more like it's like ha- have you ever had the opportunity to have a conversation with someone, with someone where you're like just real of like here's who I am, here's what I struggle with, and here's what I'm needing in a friend. And I don't know if you're needing those same things, but if you are, like, I, mean, I could really use a friend that is, like, pursuing God in a real and intimate way. Mm. Um, and I think that makes all the difference. And I, and I don't know really how common that conversation is. No, it's not. I, I think, like, we all know what it's like to experience that gap where, where man, we just wish that there was someone in our life that did this for us. And it's, it's the constant, like looking for that right where we're, we are not constant looking but almost like the constant acknowledgement that our friends aren't what they want to be and sometimes i'm like man have you been like are you willing to be the first um i think that's the hard part mm-hmm. right when it comes to anything in friendship i think sometimes it's it sucks when you feel like you have to be the first one like i got to be the first to reach out i have to be the first to lead this but like i think that's just the burden of like if you want to grow in your faith like and no one else is doing it like be the first one be willing to like take the risk of like rejection and something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone, if anything, like that will prove so much to that person, like the the depth of your desire for the Lord, because they'll see in you, like man, that that person was willing to like risk going deeper with me when both of us really weren't sure like who we were. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think that's just like it. In terms of the traps that I get into in my life, in terms of friendship. I think oftentimes I always point at people and be like, yeah, they're just not willing to do this. I'm like, dude, I didn't initiate that with them. That's one I have to look in the mirror all the time. Be mm-hmm. like, yeah, if I want to go deeper in my faith and I know I need other men to do that with, like I can be the one to ask or to seek or to challenge um, before someone else does it for me mm. instead of sitting back and being like, why don't I have friends like this? Yep. Um, Gosh, so good. So a challenge this week as, as we wrap up is – I think to just sit in prayer and and to say, Lord, is there one or two people in my life that you've put in my life for a particular reason at this time that I feel close to, but I also feel like there's so much more opportunity to grow closer to them. And and a lot of times a a way that you can identify that is if something is weighing on you, like in the faith and in life, and if the idea of telling a certain person comes to mind and, and that happens a few times, like there's a good chance the Lord is is putting a prompting on your heart to talk to that person about whatever it is, right? To seek counsel or encouragement. Yeah. And, and I think I would, I would challenge uh, everybody to just have that one conversation with someone this week. It doesn't need to be like, Hey, will you be by my side for the rest of my life? Right. That'll be, a, that'll be, that'll be another, <laughs> that, that's called proposal. Another day, another time. Um, and in front of the priest, but, <laughs> oh my but, uh, but just a conversation of like, Man, I don't know where you are, but here's what I feel like God's doing in my heart. And I, I just feel like I, I need just, like, good friends around me. And I don't know if that's happening in your heart and mind, too. But but if it is, like, could we just, like, 
double down in this relationship and be extra committed to, to pursuing God together. And I think you'd be so immensely surprised at the, the individuals who come into my office, like seeking God and, and their best friends are doing it as well. And, uh, and I say like, have you talked to so-and-so about this? And they're like, no, I haven't. And so like, just to not be surprised that God is doing that same work that he's doing in your heart and other people's hearts. And the moment yes. you tap into that, you're going to just be completely overwhelmed and surprised. And so that challenge for that, for this, for this week, Trevor, what do you think about that? I love it. I love it. Yeah. Just be willing to go put out into the deep. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm. There, there are a whole host of people in this, in this building, in this community that are pr- pursuing God. And if you feel like you don't have the particular ability to walk with any of them, like, yeah, take that risk. Like ask someone. And then, like you said, sit in prayer and like ask the Lord to provide that, you know, a quick testimony. And, and I know we're wrapping up, but Whenever I was in high school, like I, I didn't have a lot of good friends, um, and I had prayed to God for years, like Lord, like please provide me like men who are, who desire the same things that I do, who who also want to grow with you and know you more. And like for years of my life, I didn't have that. Then I got to college and had the opposite experience. I felt like mm. the Lord just poured out like so many good godly men who like forced me to grow, forced me to stop being a boy and like become more of a man. And uh, yeah, I, I think. Like, it was the fruit of prayer for years, like, the, the cry of my heart for, like, those friendships. Like, the Lord, he didn't answer it right away, and that was, it was hard at times, and I was resentful sometimes. But in the end, he, he brought in men into my life that, like, man, I, I look around, and I know I have, like, a whole group of guys at any moment that would, like, point me to the Lord if, if I was struggling. So, mm-hmm. yeah, be, be willing to pray and ask the Lord for that, and he will give you that, that good gift of friendship. I believe that so firmly. Man, me too. I love that. All right, guys, so don't settle with just being one of 60 just showing up week after week to events or even just being one out of five or ten of a friend group, but really just to sit down and to say, Lord, are there one or two people that you want me to go deeper with in friendship? Yeah, be a, be a daily feeder, baby. The Lord didn't make us for, for once a week connecting with him. He mm. made, us, made us to thrive where we are constantly just living our life for him and encountering him on a daily basis. So. Every little thing. It's going to be all right. Ooh. It's going to be all right. Ooh. You think it's going to be like, ah! Welcome to the Sooner Catholic. You hear that little clap I did right before I said that? Boo, boo, boo. Do we do that still? <laughs> well, with this new beat, I don't know what we do. Yeah, yeah. And Chris, we trust. That sounds like a good slogan. So good. Go be saints. Mm. What? <laughs> Chris, can you cut that out? No, no, don't, don't cut it. Don't cut it. It can go out to the bloopers.